Hi, welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's episode, we sit down with photographer and director Gary Land. Gary Land is a photographer based in Boston, Massachusetts, and his work has been used for large-scale ad campaigns for companies such as Nike, AT&T, and Coca-Cola, to name a few. In this interview, we talked to Gary a little bit about how he got into photography and also what it's like to photograph athletes such as LeBron James, Tiger Woods, and Serena Williams. This is a great interview, which I think uh, you guys are going to enjoy. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening. Gary Lynn, how you doing, man? It's Alex Gagne. Hey, what's up, brother? How you doing? I guess just to, like, to start off, like um, I just want to ask you about like how did you kind of originally get into photography and like what are kind of like some of your earliest memories of like stuff you were shooting? Oh, wow. Um, I would definitely say, you know, I got, you know, I, I kind of grew up skateboarding and surfing and, you know, uh, I just remember being at the ramp, you know, it's like, there was a vert ramp in the town I grew up in and like, um, I ended up, my girlfriend had a camera at the time and she ended up letting me borrow it and I started nice. taking photos of my friends on the vert ramp, you know? And, yep. um, it just was like, I just kind of became addicted, you know, and I ended up taking a couple of uh, classes, you know, in the high school with, you know, yep. you know, kind of get, getting involved in darkroom stuff. And it just was like, it just, it just became something that I fell in love with. And, you know, then I ended up moving to the mountains and, uh, started shooting snowboarding on it at, at an early age, you know, yep. like, you know, back in the, back in the early nineties. And then the man, it was on from that point, it was just like, you know, I knew some, it was what I wanted to do. That's awesome. So you kind of started off in, <laughs> in high school originally. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I was probably like 15 or something like that. I oh, think. wow. So pretty early. And then, uh, yeah. do you remember like kind of your first camera you were shooting with? It was weird. It was like, I mean, honestly, I had so many different types of cameras I tried. I think it was like a uh, a Minolta, yep. uh, like X, X370 or something like that. And then, then I jumped to like the Pentax and yep. always wanted an icon and ended up getting one of those later on. So I kind of was one of those, I was always a barterer. So I seemed like I always kind of like <laughs> changed up what I was shooting that's, with. You that's know? smart, I man. I was an icon guy for a long time and I switched to Canon, you know, once the autofocus, you know, things started hitting. That's cool, man. And then, um, did you like study photography in school or do you just kind of like kind of teach yourself as you went? Um, I taught myself as I went in the beginning, you yep. know what I mean? Like one of those things where it was just shoot, 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 you know? And there was, you know, this was like obviously analog days, you know, I didn't have a light meter. So, you know, I was using like the back of my hand, you know, try to get that middle gray. And, yeah. um, and then I, uh, ended up, uh, going to college at this at a little school called Tidewater Community College in Virginia beach. Yep. And, um, I enrolled in a couple of darkroom classes Yep. and, uh, and then it was like, had to take, you know, photography 101. So I did that Yep. and, uh, it kind of like affirmed my desire for photography. Once I kind of got in the classroom, mm-hmm. was surrounded by people that love to do the same shit I was doing, you know? Yeah. And it kind of sounds like you always kind of gravitated toward, gravitated to, towards like, uh, shooting action, like kind of sports and stuff from the beginning, huh? I think so. Yeah. I think it was one of those things where, you know, sports, I've always loved sports. I mean, yep. you know, I grew up in a family with my dad was the biggest bookie in my town. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's like, I kind of was a, you know, I hated mainstream sports just because every TV in my house was turned to some sort of sporting event like golf or basketball yeah. or football. So, you know, and yep. so I, I basically like 
turned to skating, skateboarding, surfing, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, now as I'm older, I love mainstream sports. I mean, I'm yeah. very active. I play hockey now and I'm a huge Celtics Pats fan, you know I mean? I'm like, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm a junkie, you know? That's cool. Um, man. but yeah, sports has been one of those things I, I guess I've kind of primarily focused on. Yeah. That's awesome. So I guess like from the point when you really started to take it serious and like kind of found like you really kind of want to pursue this as a career, did you kind of have like a vision in mind of like what kind of photographer you wanted to be? Like, did you have something like you were like striving for? No, no, not really. Um, Honestly, I never like, you know, it's weird. Like that word style or like niche was something that was just so far away from what I was thinking. I just was just trying to document we're trying to take pictures of just what I thought was cool, you know, and I mm-hmm. never really, it's funny because I've been put into that box, you know, maybe years back where I was like this surreal guy. I would do a lot of like, yeah, you know, they would call it HDR or like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of like crunchy, you know, real testosterone driven photos. And I think that was just a, a phase I went through that I was just experimenting with, you know, and I feel like I'm always going through, phases of like stuff I like or I don't like and you know it's not it's not so much as to like you know um please everybody else but it's more like just what I'm feeling at the time and then I put work out there and whether people like it or not you know it's whatever and people are gonna (laughs) yeah gonna have your critics but yeah but as far as me coming up with a style I didn't really have a style it was just more just trying to capture just just take cool pictures and hopefully I get something you know shoot something interesting that I like you know that's cool or did you kind of know like did you when you be starting out did you think you kind of wanted to shoot for magazines or was your goal always this yeah totally yeah and then, um, I yeah, guess it was magazines first for sure. Yeah. Okay. And not no, no, no commercial stuff. I'm honestly, I was the most anti-corporate person <laughs> you could find, which is really ironic now. But, yeah. 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 I was all about the little rags, like magazines. Like I, I did a lot of stuff for like Thrasher and Slap, mm-hmm. you know, and, yep. um, I did a couple shoots for Ray Gun magazine. So mm-hmm. I was like really into editorial thing. I mean, okay. the money wasn't good, but yep. just to see your stuff on in the bookshelf, you know, on the, you know, go to the stories, your stuff in a magazine. That was like, yeah. It kind of like felt like you made it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I know you, how you said you kind of started shooting like snowboarding early on. How did you go from yeah. like shooting snowboarding like growing up in Virginia? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, is there not well, much snow down there? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah. So, my first break, really, like the first paid gig I ever had was like almost like I think it was like 1987, yeah. or something like that. And um, I would I went I got asked to go to Puerto Rico to shoot you know, friends of mine, um, surfing, like some really good pro surfers in Virginia beach. So yep. I was so stoked. It was the first trip I ever even took on a plane. Mm-hmm. We drove to JFK and flew out and spent like 10 days in Puerto Rico shooting this amazing January swell. Mm-hmm. And all my shit got stolen two days before we left Damn. everything, all my cameras, my film, like the whole shit. film, all the film from the shoot. Like, yeah. And, uh, and at the time I was working at a surf shop mm-hmm. and, you know, I worked at the surf shop and I, and I bounced at, you know, at the bar across the street and I lived above the surf shop. So it was very, you know, the small world there. Yeah. But I remember, so after the shit got stolen, I kind of like put photography on, on the back, back burner. I, uh, we received a shipment of snowboards in the surf shop. We were going to try to sell snowboards. And honestly, I didn't know much about snowboarding at the point. And I saw this thing and I was like, dude, this looks like fucking fun. I got to yeah. do it, you know? And, yeah. Um, it just inspired me so much that I was like, man, it'd be cool to, you know, take photos of this stuff. And I kind of like, you know, finagled a way to get a piece of crap camera. And I ended up 
contacting somebody at this magazine called Eastern Edge, which was like a Vermont-based magazine. Mm-hmm. I told them my situation, and they were like, dude, come up. Yep. You know, you can shoot for us. We don't have a lot of photographers. And I just literally took it on a whim, like moved to Vermont and started working for this magazine. That's awesome, man. That was kind of that's kind of how I got into snowboarding. That's cool, man. And, um, what kind? What mountains? It was literally work? when I was there. When I was there, like no joke, Killington. You know how crazy Killington. Yeah, it's huge. There was only five snowboarders on what? the mountain. Holy like shit. there was only five guys. Yeah, and like they would all make fun of us constantly as we we're trying to. Yeah, that's slide cool. down the hill. Because that was like the early days. Of, <laughs> that was like the early days of snowboarding, where people kind of like frowned upon it. I guess on the mountain, they thought. It was, oh, they hated us. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. They thought we were messing up the hill. They were like calling us names, knuckle draggers, <laughs> knuckle draggers, gaze on trays. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. you'll see, you'll see it, damn it, you know, someday. That's right. And sure enough, man, it was funny. Like year by year, you'd see all these guys that make fun of you. They're all trying to snowboard. I'm like, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Right. That's wild. Yeah. So at that time, were there were there even like snowboarding magazines or like anything like that? Yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah, like Transworld and Snowboarder existed at the time. Okay. They were big, too big for me, though. Like, yeah, I mean, I was just salivating looking at some of these guys before me that were shooting photos, like John yeah. Foster and Bud Fawcett, and all those guys were shooting a lot of stuff. And yeah, it just seemed like a fantasy world because those guys had all this powder and like big cliffs. And I mean, I'm here, I am looking at Ice Coast, you know, and just trying to make the best out of it. So I've kind of felt like it was us trying to fantasize about the West coast, trying to mm-hmm. shoot it to make it look as cool as we could, you know? And yeah. Well, I think I did a good job, you know, with that and, you know, we had fun with it and, yep. but yeah, the, the only magazines were those. And then a couple of like small startup magazines, like Eastern edge yep. was a, a West was the East coast magazine. Uh, East infection was another one that came out afterwards. Okay. The journal then came out. Yeah. Yep what were kind of like some of the first magazines you work with within like snowboarding? I think the first one was definitely Eastern edge, which was the East coast. You know, I kind of actually helped start that magazine. Wow. I mean, really helped to launch it. And yeah. um, I was there for years. I had probably had like 10 covers of that magazine at one point. And, wow. Um, and it was, you know, based out of uh, Stratton, like Bonville. Vermont. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, I, those really good years, man. Some really good times. It was like I always call it the uh, experimental years, where there's like you know 200 plus snowboard companies, everybody trying to figure out the best way to ride, the best type of cut on a board, or like high backs to low backs to no backs to. Yeah. You know, so like it was just the experimental days, and like you look at the fruits of all that labor, and like you know Burton, you know, is the, kind of a, the big man standing, and they've done some pretty amazing stuff with technology. Oh yeah. It's just based off of a lot of other people's stuff that they tried, you know? Yeah. It's pretty wild. Um, like when you were shooting snowboarding, starting off, what were you kind of shooting like, uh, like slide film or still this kind yeah, of print slide. stuff? Yeah. All, all slide for the most part, you know, it was just, I liked the way it looked. Yeah. Um, I would always also do like slideshows in my, in my apartment. I lived in like an apartment. <laughs> with the dudes. That's awesome. So it was like they all, they all got excited for me to like do like slideshow presentations. So it really started out. It, it started out with that, and then, um, you know, that's how I got my kind of a big break in the snowboarding world. Was I was at a party at my house and we were projecting images on the wall, and somebody from Burton saw some of the images and wanted to buy like six of them. Wow. So I was like, holy shit, you know, and I ended up selling six images and that kind of helped fund, you know, more camera stuff, yep. you know, a laptop. Yeah. So I kind of was like. Yep. That was a really big moment. Was that like the first time you had ever sold any of your photos at that point? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, pretty much. That's yeah. like a pretty good feeling. I know how that feels. It is a good feeling, yeah, because like, you know, you think about the money back then, and like, it's, it's so weird. I have such a false, imp- you know, idea, like, 
money, like I was making, I mean, hundreds of dollars are like tens of thousands to me now. Like the hundred dollars I would have made back then taking a photo is mm-hmm. just so huge. You know? Yeah, definitely. You, you know? And I remember like getting a $150 for like a half page in the magazine. You'd get stoked, you know, and you yep. get a check. And you know, if you get a cover, it's like, you know, it's like 500 or something like that. Yeah. It almost you know, is. It's, yeah, it's it, pretty wild. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah. And it kind of, it almost just gives you like a, like a, like a validation, I guess, kind of push you even further. Like, oh, I got to go shoot more and more and more, I would imagine. Like, once again. Yeah. Of... Or try to, like, you know, you know, because you always have the editor going, hey, man, try to find, you know, we need shots of guys, you know, slashing powder or like dudes, you know, hitting rainbow trees. Or like, they would always kind of give me, like, you know, hey, you know, go in the city and try to do some shit. And like, you know, so it was like just things they wanted to do. We would come up with story ideas. I did a little bit of traveling too, like, you know, trying to hit up areas that, normally wouldn't have snow and they'd yep. get dumped on and go try to grind stuff and yep. you know name you know terms like jib and mm-hmm. <laughs> bonk and all these weird things that kind of came right then yeah so were you kind of like pitching story ideas to the magazine at that point like hey we should bring this group of guys and shoot a story kind of is that kind of how it worked for you yeah i would say we were definitely pitching story ideas like um and it would be, I mean, I have a phone call, I mean, you know, kind of direct line to the editor. Yep. So it would always be like, hey, man, um, you know, let's go do this. Or, you know, there's a blizzard coming. Let's fucking, you know, let's go to, uh, you know, I did this one. The blizzard of 96 was something I shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really cool. Like, we went to Tennessee and, you know, shot, you know, a bunch of stuff in areas that never had seen snow. And then we went to uh, the Capitol and went into DC and we're sliding handrails in front of the Lincoln Memorial. Oh, wow. and also, That's yeah. And that was a big article. And that kind of like that jump started them giving me more assignments instead of it just being like me submitting images. It'd be like, they'd give me assignments to go shoot stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah it was actually on that trip that I found out my girlfriend was pregnant. Oh wow. <laughs> and that changed everything. You're like, damn, I, I got to start selling more than six photos. I got to get going. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. That's when I moved to Boston and like started yeah. doing, you know, trying to be a, <laughs> trying to take responsibility for my, uh, my action. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's what I was going to say. Like after kind of snowboarding photography, like what was like your next move? Like, were you working like different jobs within photography or? I, I was, yeah. What yeah. Kind? I got a job, um, working at a film place, like a place that, uh, developed film mm-hmm. and made prints, you know, in Boston on D street. And I did that for years and made a lot of contacts yep. with other big corporations and, yeah. Through those contacts, I landed a job at um, Solomon. Okay. So I worked. Then I went to work for Solomon, shooting for them. Oh wow! Uh, which was a sick job, really good dream job. I got to travel and shoot their snowboarders and skiers, and I did that for about a year. Yep. Until Adidas um, took a bought the company. Okay. And then they wanted to move us move us all out to the West Coast, mm-hmm. and um, I just didn't want to go. I was too tied into you know where I was from, and I wanted to stay here. So. I ended up doing the job search and landed a job at Reebok wow. managing all of their, all of their image library stuff. So my job was to kind of help to catalog and distribute images. And at the time that was before digital, yep. um, it was like kind of managing images to get them over to overseas or to all of our partners um, to use for all sorts of stuff for collateral or yep. you know, out of home or advertising needs. And then that doing that, I ended up, um, proving myself as a photographer there and they gave me a chance and never looked back and i just kind of kept shooting for reebok until 
you know, 2006 when I left. That's awesome, man. I guess. So Which is you, crazy. When you started at Reebok, um, like, mm -hmm. were you shooting from the get-go or you were this kind of? No. No. No, they didn't want me to touch a camera. No, I was more. Yeah. It's funny because I had a real humbling moment there, too, because, I mean, honestly, you're shooting all the snowboarding stuff. You kind of get a, a big head, you know, and I, I shot for a lot of big magazines. Yep. And, like, I felt I built a name for myself. I had a really cool portfolio. Mm -hmm. And when I had taken the job there, you know, at Reebok, I remember like a year later trying to get a, get a meeting with a CMO yep. and I wanted to show him our portfolio. So I was kind of really stoked. I'm going to his office and I laid the portfolio down in front of him and I sat there like thinking I was going to get these, man, this is awesome kind of response. And it was more like he just flipped through it. Like he was looking at a boring, like, you know, <laughs> you know, like yeah. magazine or something. And, yeah. And then he was like, is this all you have? And I'm like, uh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's like, how, like, how are we supposed to sell tennis yeah. shoes with this? Yeah. He goes, we don't sell snowboards <laughs> and then, you know, there's some cool action, action shots, but, uh, you have any more lifestyle stuff. And that just like, really, honestly, at first it bummed me out and I thought, yeah, I suck. And then it was like, well, wait a minute, like, you know, take this information and learn from it. So I ended up just shooting other stuff and, um, it's sure enough, you know, the way that I kind of got my instant instant respect from Reebok is when I was asked to go attend a photo shoot, a big, you know, big photographer, big celebrity photo shoot in New York city with, a, with Alan Iverson, who yeah. was like, you know, first year into or second year into the league. Um, you know, one of the most flashy players you know, on the planet. And then like, I got super excited and I brought my camera in hopes to get a picture of him. And I ended up, convincing this guy to let me get some pictures behind his back and wow you know long story long story short they ended up using my photos instead of the guy they paid thousands of dollars and i don't know why to this day but i think something happened to the, to the images or something but that's, once that happened it was like they gave me everything to shoot they're like that's why i end up yeah switching <laughs> my job to being a photographer and mm -hmm. next thing i know i'm shooting every day like whether it was shoes or you know textures or hey go out here and shoot this person or that person they need a catalog shots yeah. or i mean it was just insane man the amount of library the library i built up over the years there is insane yeah that's um, that's pretty amazing man yeah. this is how you said like when you're working at reebok you went out of your way to try to get a meeting with like the marketing officer yeah like most people at a giant corporation like that or I would imagine, or this kind of walking on eggshells, like when you're like doing something like that, were, were you kind of checking yourself? Or you're like, damn, no, screw this. I'm just kind of going to go for it. Yeah, it was nerve wracking, um, especially because that guy was kind of weird in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was just kind of like, man, this is, but, but to be honest with you, I, I kind of think I was a little bit too arrogant at the time. I honestly thought, yeah, you know, this guy is going to, this guy's going to see, he's going to see my shit and go, wow, this guy's special, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. know what to expect, but I wasn't, I don't think I was nervous. I actually think I went in there like with my head up high, like, that's what you got to do. And I then I, yeah, but then it was like, not what I thought. And it was kind of the opposite reaction. And I went through a moment of like, not depression, but just disappointment, you yeah. know, and failure. And then I think that's what kind of kicked it in was like, well, it's not like I can't do that stuff. Like yeah. I can, I just haven't focused on that, you know? And yeah. once I started focusing on just doing other stuff like basketball, you mm -hmm. know, and other sports that Reebok was selling, then they would say, oh, all right. Mm -hmm. Okay. I can see your style now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And there's been plenty of times in my life, honestly, I tried to, you know, I wanted, I tried to, um, I got an interview at the Virginia pilot ledger star newspaper 
mm-hmm. long time ago. I mean, we're talking early years and like this, the, the editor in chief or like whatever the photo editor was like looking at my stuff, totally criticizing everything. Like your lines, your horizontal lines are off. <laughs> that rule of thirds is not here. Yeah. And I just didn't even know what he was saying. Honestly, at the time, this is before, you know, me really figuring out stuff, but mm-hmm. like I got shot down there too. And I just kept going. So, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just, you know, it's one of those things that just keep putting yourself out there and hopefully yep. something sticks, you just know? Just keep shooting, keep shooting, and uh, mm-hmm. you never know what's going to happen and what opportunities are going to present themselves. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, because at that point, like, when you kind of started at Reebok, your whole portfolio was, like, snowboarding, correct, pretty much? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Snowboarding and skateboarding. So was there, like, and a moment? were totally not into that. So, like, was there a moment where you're like, oh, I need to build a new portfolio? Like, were you shooting, like, portraits, or were you just trying to branch off into yeah. different, different sports? Like, what, how did you kind of start from building that new portfolio? I think it was portraits. I mean, I actually went back through some of my old snowboarding stuff, and I was finding images that would have never before liked that were like portrait driven or more lifestyle driven to help tell a story. Yep. You know, instead of it being the pinnacle action, it was more of like, you know, the buildup of a certain trip or, you know what I mean? Like, and it just got me thinking about things. And honestly, that really did help because when I really look back at all those snowboarding years, I've shot so much stuff, but it really was mostly about the action mm-hmm. and left about the culture, which kind of bums me out because now yeah. I'm just smarter. I've learned, you know, and I, and I would have definitely shot it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was guys that were shooting at the same time I was shooting and I didn't know what to think of them because they were like out there with Leicas and they were more like capturing the essence and like yeah. the atmosphere mm-hmm. where I was more like, you know, Canon, big lens on the pipe, on the deck, you know, trying to get like the peak you know, tweak action, you know, and, yeah. and I just was like, those guys are kooks. They don't know what they're doing. And like, <laughs> honestly, I look back at that now and I'm like, I was so wrong. Yeah. Capturing like Chris Bronkhart. Some of these guys were capturing such cool images. And like, yeah. if I could, if I would have just sat and listened or, or I kind of like mm-hmm. picked their brain a little bit, I, it might've would have shaped me in a different way. But yeah. again, you know, you learn those things yeah. as you go along and you know, you're never, you never know it all ever. No, definitely not. It's almost kind of like the way you describe it. They were kind of trying to tell a story of like the whole snowboarding culture rather than this trying to shoot one like amazing like action shot pretty much. Um, exactly. And like looking at your work now, it seems like a lot of the projects you work on um, either commercially or even your personal projects seem like they're um, document like storytelling, like exp- like some of your baseball stuff you shot in the Dominican Republic. It's like not yeah. just shooting one amazing image. It's more like building a group of images to tell like a wider story. Um, How long did it kind of take you to learn how to shoot stuff like that? And what, what what do you enjoy about it? You know, that's funny that you should say that because I kind of feel like that's the mold that I've kind of like formed over the years. It's not just about making that one image. Mm -hmm. It's about trying to create a group of images that kind of help convey something a message or you know it helped to build a story and i think it's just one it's it's more fun to think like that i used to always think like i'm gonna you know like, like when i used to do some of the norman rockwell stuff it was you're like yep. here's this one image i'm gonna do and i'm gonna try to do it you know make it look exactly like that but it was like all this stuff goes into one image and however far that one image went you're still telling a story within one image you yep. know which is is very cool but at the same time i just said you know what i love motion and why don't I just kind of use the same motion aspect to try to, you know, shoot more stuff to tell a story in a bigger, broader sense and let, you know, just create more images. Mm-hmm. 
And, um, you know, I've done that with like some of the other stuff I've done, like that Island, the neck, you know, little girl in the robot story or like, yep. you know, the girl trying to, you know, build a set of wings to fly, you know, to see her father, all these kind of, I've done all these different photo shoots that were like more of like a storyboard for a film. It's just fun. It's just what I'm into now. And I'm not saying that some other time I'm going to drop down and I'll go back to doing a single shoot. Yeah. Like, knowing me and the way my ADD and everything else works, <laughs> I probably will do yeah. I probably will do that. But yeah. I think it's just constantly trying to mix it up, really. That's, um, that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Um, I guess kind of going back to your Reebok job, like, what do, what do you feel like you kind of learned from that job? And, like, how did it, like, make you kind of progress as a photographer and, like, help your career? Yeah. I mean, a lot. A lot of all that stuff. Like, honestly, being able to – I was put in the situations at Reebok where I have to shoot, like, these A-list celebrities with – no assistance, no, you know, direction. And it would be like, Hey Gary, just go and get some cool shots. And it like, it was very scary at first, but I just kind of learned to get in front of these people and make them feel comfortable. And it helped me to feel comfortable. So mm -hmm. I feel like I built this, I don't know, a special relationship with, or I just kind of like changed the way my mood would be based on, you know, these celebrities I would work with. I'd be able to, you know, judge their mood and, tailor myself to make them feel more comfortable and yeah. get the best performance out of them. And I feel like that's one thing that I really took away from there. And also just knowing how, learning how to manage all that stuff, you know, it's a, it's a big, it's a big part of it. Yeah. Cause like, um, had you done any photo assisting or anything like that or like worked nope. on big, no, no, had never worked on anything. Never. That's wild, man. So you just kind of went in this, it's kind of, I went in, like fully got thrown into it. And like, honestly, I remember hiring my first assistant, and like lighting guy. Yeah. And I was just so dumbfounded with, with like how amazing that felt and just watching this guy work and like learning about strobe like that, you know, I, my, my strobes were like, you know, a, a Nikon, you know, SB flash or something, you know, with a peanut slave, you know, yeah. for snowboard or skateboard, not like, you know, brawn color or pro photo or, yeah. you know, or, or, or any of those, you know, packs we used to use back in the day. But like, but being able to see that and have that experience, taught me you know a lot and honestly just having people hiring people that are good at what they do to mm -hmm. help you put out a better product and that's definitely the truth uh in motion completely yeah. when you're directing or dping like it takes a freaking village to yep. put out any kind of good work you know yeah. sure there's guys that can go shoot stuff with any kind of you know camera by themselves but to be able to have a team that can help you figure out problems and to light something the right way or you know uh, find the right tools to get the best shot. You know, all those things are very important. Yeah, that's awesome, man. But yeah, Reebok helped me a ton, man. It, it, it definitely, uh, literally, I wore multiple hats. I was a creative director. I was a photographer. You know, I was the, uh, you know, editor, retoucher. I did it all, you know, and I got paid not a lot of money at all to do it. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> and it's just like kind of but again, I loved it. So yeah. it, it was a good, it was a good trade-off. You know, they, they, gave me a really great portfolio and in turn I was a slave for you know eight years yeah and I'm, I would imagine you kind of just learn how to deal with like different clients and stuff like people that. yeah because that, especially on the jobs that you do where they're spending like hundreds of thousands if not more on these shoots like, oh yeah and every client's different it's I would imagine that's an important part of your business being able to like think quickly and adjust for different personalities it, you know what's tough it's like I this business is really not for um, the shy or the socially, you know, um, not awkward, but 
you know, people that don't like to to be social, to social engage, you know, mm-hmm. other people, I, it's because you have to be able to entertain, you know, talk to talk and hang out, you know, yeah. be that personality, because honestly, that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, if what I've, to, to, let's put it this way. It's a big part of it to, uh, to keep business. Like anybody can win a job, but like, yep. are you going to get hired again? You yep. know, that's the thing. Like my whole, my whole motto is get the job. If you get a job and you do a really great job and people like hanging out with you and your crew, yeah. you're going to get a job again, you know? Yeah. That's, that's the thing I was, when I, I, I was lucky enough to work with you a few times on like on a couple of like Coca-Cola campaigns and I think like a Pampers shoot. And, um, the thing amazed oh, me, yeah. the, yeah, the thing that amazed me was that there were like these big shoots where there's like a ton of people. I think it was some stuff with like Wyden Kennedy. Um, but this, yeah. this, and there's tons of lights and whatnot, but the set itself, it never felt like there was any tension. You almost made it feel like people were just kind of hanging out, but you were like getting the job done. It was never like this thing where there was so much stress. At least I never felt that way. Right. Which No, that's funny. That That's, that's what I try to do. Yeah, man. That seems like the best way to, you'll get the best photos that way. And, and, um, you know, I still have a lot of the same guys working for me, you know, and, um, yeah. you know, and they're, they feel the same way, you know, it's like, Mm-hmm. You know, you get in there and it's like, look, these people that are hiring you, they want to be able to collaborate. They want to be able to, to put their spin on it or to feel like they're part of the process. You know, the last thing yep. they want is to hand a job off to somebody. They're going to sit on a director's chair and wait to be called to come over and look at stuff. They want to be able to kind of get in there and feel like they're, they help to create it. And that's what I, I feel like that's what I want to help them or make them how they want to make them feel. I want to make them feel like, dude, this is your shoot. You know, yep. You're paying me to do this, but ultimately it's going to make you look good in this, in, you know, in your, at your place of work. So it's like, mm-hmm. I just feel like it's important to make them feel like they're part of the team. Definitely. You know? I guess like on kind of leading off that question, um, like you said, you've had the same guys with you, like Abe Sands and uh, Jeff Douglas. I think they've been Jeff with Douglas, you, yeah. been over what, 10 years now. Oh yeah. Like yeah. how important, how important, how important <laughs> are those guys to like your success? Like, is that something that is this like uh, pretty invaluable to you? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they're family. I mean, Abe is funny. Abe really doesn't travel with me anymore. He kind of spearheads the post production company, uh, Trident, mm-hmm. which is completely different. So he really hasn't traveled with me in God probably three, four years. Yep. Um, but Jeff has. Jeff's continually been with me, and like he's been with me since I mean early years of Reebok, you know, and mm-hmm. and um, he's just one of those guys that like he gets it. He knows me and he knows, um, he's got a vast knowledge of, of lighting and, you know, mm-hmm. he's, uh, to me, he's the best, you know, in the industry. So that's awesome. Like that, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I would, I mean, it's a rare and Jeff doesn't ever miss days, you know, like he's always around. So yeah. Like, yeah. You know, that's good. Yeah, it's nice when you have somebody that knows you and you can always refer back to shoots or we have a client that's like, Oh, we want to do this. And you know, yeah. Jeff be like, Hey, and it's kind of like this, we can switch it up and do this. You know what I mean? Like yep. it's just good to have somebody to bounce, bounce off of. Things yeah. With. It's pretty, yeah. It's, it's been, it's pretty amazing. You've had those guys with you for so long, especially in this business, people kind of jump around a lot. So I would imagine that is just yeah. pretty, pretty unique and this pretty, pretty awesome, man. Um, it's scary too though too because you feel responsible for somebody's well-being and you know like you know again you're only i mean i'm freelance right so if i'm not working you Mm -hmm. know 
you know, so these guys have been with me and, you know, they, I pay them salary mm-hmm. to make it easier for them, you know, yep. so some we're not working, I'm still paying them, you know what I mean? But sometimes we work in a ton and they're, yep. you know, still making the same. So it's all, it all works itself out in the end. Yep. Um, so but, guess, uh, we're having fun, man. That's good, man. It's, it's, <laughs> it's important. Sure. It's important. Um, so I guess after Reebok, like what was your next transition from that? What was the next thing you kind of did after that position? Yeah, so I left Reebok and um, Abe was with me at the time, and we went and started up. We I basically said, look, I need an office. We got to work out of this office, you know. And so we ended up getting a little place in Rockland. Yep. And we, um, he was already one of my assistants, so he would come on the road, and um, you know, assist me, Digitech with me, and we would have and we do all the post production out of that office. So all the money that we made for all our post production gigs. We just put in the bank because he would make money as an assistant on the road. So he didn't need a salary. I didn't need a salary because I was getting paid as a photographer. Yep. So just all the retouching money we made, we put away and in, in, in that doing that for three years, we saved up all our money and mm-hmm. we got this place in Quincy, yeah. and, um, which was a scary step because it went from like, you know, paying, going from like $500 a month hole in the wall in Rockland to like $6,000 a month yeah. studio in Quincy. So that was a big, big jump. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like trying to like, when you opened that studio, um, was, yeah. were you guys kind of, you were retouching for other photographers kind of, or no, 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 no. I was just retouching. We were retouching for myself. I see. And, um, and then, and then, cause I had a lot of work, you know, a lot of retouching stuff yep. going on. I, that's kind of like a the real, that's when it exploded, you know, I was getting written up in Photoshop magazines and things like that. We were doing a bunch of that yeah. hyper real stuff. So mm-hmm. it was like lot of heavy compositing and all that yep um and then at some point once we came over to quincy i ended up changing the name to trident which i thought would give us more business because so my name wasn't directly attached to it yep you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that worked out great because i'm really not i mean i don't really have anything to do with the post-production side of things anymore okay unless it's my client and I, i'll do some retouching on my own yep. but yeah, he pretty much does all that. Oh, that's amazing, man. Um, I guess like when you kind of started your when you branched off and started your own business, like what were kind of some of the first things you were doing to like find um, find uh, customers and stuff? Well, so to bring it back, so when I, my last year at Reebok, I had an agent already. Okay. Which people didn't know about. <laughs> I had an agent. Um, and I got the agent on a whim. It was a weird flukish thing. I shot this really cool campaign for Reebok and yep. it was everywhere. It got written up, won all these awards. And then, you know, agents were like finding out who did it. And then somebody contacted me and I ended up getting this agent and I made a deal with them to where they could get me jobs on the weekend as long as it wasn't conflicting with Reebok. Yeah. So I had that for about a year. So once I got, fired from Reebok, they kicked in full gear and really pushed me. That's awesome. Um, so it was kind of a lucky situation, the fact that once I left Reebok, it wasn't like I was cold. You know, I, those guys already had stuff kind of semi-lined up. Yep. Which was pretty awesome. Um, and, you know, Reebok, some of the people were really good to me there once I left. Because um, mm-hmm. it was it hit everybody hard because like, people thought I was untouchable there, you know? Yeah. So they were like giving me jobs. I got a couple of big jobs out of there. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm making my salary in just a few months, you know, work. That's and wild. then I, there was a level of comfort that I felt about that. And 
you know, I just didn't worry about it anymore. And a couple other jobs came up and I just, it just kept going. That's awesome. Um, I guess yeah. one thing I wanted to talk to you about is like, um, how do you kind of balance, like when you're shooting commercial stuff, um, how do you balance like your artistic vision while still like trying to find commercial clients to run a business? Because do you feel like you kind of have to like create work that's going to help you find commercial clients or do you kind of this shoot what you're inspired by? I think I kind of shoot what I'm inspired by mostly. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying I haven't, you know, gone out and shot certain things to try to win clients. Cause I have definitely done that. Yeah. Um, but more so now I'll just come up with my own ideas and shoot that and put it out there on my website and mm -hmm. you know, people bite on it and then they do. And, you know, for instance, I got this really cool project I'm working on, right? I mean, I've got a few projects right now, but one in particular that I'm getting ready to kind of execute would be, um, I'm doing this kind of like call of duty ish type, you know, modern warfare type shoot, mm -hmm. um, you know, with just some really crazy lighting and, uh, unbelievable wardrobe and locations and stuff. And I'm going to be mixing some different lights together. Like I'm going to be doing some UV mm -hmm. and some straight strobe type stuff together. Mm -hmm. You know, I've built, we've built light modifications for this. So it's a really cool technical yep. shoot. And this is all, you know, which is going to be fun. This is all personal. <laughs> just for myself. Oh, this personal yeah. projects. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. It's like, how important are like those personal projects to your work? Like, is it like something that you, every year you're just trying to, like set time aside. They're inevitable. They, they're, they're, they're more than important. They're a necessity. Yeah. Like I would not be in the situation I'm in right now if I didn't do my own personal work. Yeah. No I think, way. I think, um, the Dominican Republic baseball stuff was a personal project, correct? Yep. And personal then, project. I yeah, just up there went on a whim, found a lady that could help support me when I was out there. She was like a producer and she lined up some stuff for me and mm -hmm. just drove around in a van and shot random kids playing baseball. Just kind of went in there and pretended like I was a part of the, you know, scenery and mm -hmm. came back and said, I didn't, I didn't go there to shoot a book. I just went there to shoot like some images I'd put up on my website. And then as I'm there, I'm seeing all this stuff unfold. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, yep. dude, this is amazing stuff. Like oh, yeah. I'm going to do a book, you know? So yep. that's kind of how it happened. And, and that was all <laughs> and, shot on, you know, on one trip or multiple times. One trip. That's amazing. Um, I went there for four days. Yeah. I mean, it was like four days. I shot every yeah. day from like sunrise to sunset. Yep. And we hit multiple locations and like thousands of images. I mean, like I'm, I'm still like, those are the types of trips that I love to do. People say, what do you love to do, man? If it's like, you know, unleash me on a, on a place, Yeah. you know, I don't care where it is. You know, I, I would just go crazy. Like go to Africa or Cuba or, yeah. you know, a, a city or something and just go document it. Like that's the type of thing yeah. that I really would love to do, but I'm not, I'm not getting paid to do those types of jobs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So one thing I've always found amazing about your work is like, I would say like commercially you're kind of, would you say you're kind of known for shooting the like high key, like strobe stuff? Um, yeah. Yeah. But like, what is it that like do is it you find enjoyment this kind of like going bare bones this like one camera and this shooting natural light is do you get the same satis yeah. satisfaction from that? Uh, I think it's I like I call it you know God light or you know natural light because <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was the, that was my whole skateboarding snowboarding scene that was yeah you know uh, that's I love that type of style street photography is still important to me and I still shoot a ton of that stuff yeah. um, but again my money is being made off of commercials you know all these other situations for instance i got a, i'm leaving for china 
next uh was it in two weeks to mm-hmm. go shoot um this pop star guy and it's like all in a studio and it's action shots and yep. you know, want to plate it into all these different chinese backgrounds and mm-hmm. i'm like and the reason why we can't go on location is because this guy's got eight outfits we got four hours you know yeah. like multiple shots and like we have to kind of like consolidate you know yep you know <laughs> And you can't go into Hong Kong yeah. outside and shoot, you know, some celebrity guy who's like Tom Cruise, you yeah. know? I mean? Yep. That's wild. So is it my ideal? No. Because if, if it was up to me, I'd say, let's go find the real locations in China and go shoot it there. And, yep. you know, we'll use natural light as my, you know, kind of like the key light. And then we'll just fill, you know, a little supplement, little, you know, you know, mirrors or, yep. you know, ultra balance or something like that to give it a little, you know, yep. edge or something. But yep. It's all different, man. Everyone hits you with different stuff. I mean, I don't know if you saw the the recent shoot I did. It was like a CrossFit like adventure race thing for Ascent. Uh, yeah. And that was all that was all like natural light for the most part. And I had a blast doing that because it was kind of like taking the best of both worlds. It was taking the stuff I usually strobe the shit out of, and then like yeah, doing it natural. And people, I've already gotten a job based off that by putting that up on my site, which was pretty fun. With that job, I was going to ask you. I d- I definitely did check it out. Um, it looked like it was like shot like on a cloudy day. Was that correct? It was kind of like a, yeah, was, it, was. it was. It was snowing its ass off. Was that something that you guys were aiming for? Or is that just kind of what happened that day? Yeah, you guys were tr- looking. No, it was. We were aiming for it. Okay. They tried, to, they tried to base it on an overcast day to yep. give it this kind of cold look, and then it actually was the first day it snowed in Colorado, so it was like thirty degrees and like snowing and we were in this in the middle of nowhere and it was like guys who wore no shirts and showing I mean, like people were freezing yeah. you know behind the scenes floor of that shoot was so <laughs> sick but, yeah that's wild but that i knew the shots were going to be awesome that's, and they and i really liked the way it came out that's great man um and then another thing i wanted to ask you um since you've worked with like so many athletes from like lebron james to tiger woods stephen curry and like a dozen other more than that um how do you deal with like i would imagine sometimes you're shooting these guys and they might have just came off like a bad injury or like a bad game and i would imagine sometimes the last thing they want to do is have their picture taken like how do you like mediate those situations to make sure you're still coming away with like great images from that shoot yeah, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, because a lot of times you, you have guys with attitudes or, you know, they don't want to do anything. And I've had so many situations, like whether it's like Lionel Messi who doesn't want to do anything or, you know, LeBron, he comes with his whole entourage and I got five minutes to get all these shots done. I think you just have to like, mm-hmm. you just have to adjust the best way you can. Yep. There is really no rule to it. Yeah. You know, because it's always a different scenario. You know, like I've had people that, like, for instance, shooting like, a guy like Steve Francis back in the day trying to dunk, you know, it's like, I ain't dunking. Oh, really? You're not dunking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, we have to lower the rim. And like, honestly, he didn't put in any yeah. effort. So what I always tell guys, like you realize that this shot looks like shit, they're going to put it up there and all these kids are going to be, they're mm-hmm. going to call you out. Yep. You know, this, you know, nowadays I think people know better because there's so much social media. Yep. So I haven't seen people act, you know, bad, like that used to like like it used to be back in the day. That's good. Um, I would imagine. Yeah. Cause... Yeah, I think more people are kind of like they feel like they got to be accountable. You know. Yeah. When they come to set. I would imagine like <laughs> those big shoots like that. You're probably going in with like ten different scenarios just in case you run into situations like that. To oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's... Well, because a lot of times they'll tell you straight up. You know, here's one shot that we want to get, and then we go there and I'm explaining it to the guy, and they're like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No problem, man. We you don't have to do that, and we come up with something else, and. Yep. I think you just treat, I always treat these guys like 
they're whatever they say is that's what's gold, right? Mm-hmm. So nothing's ever set in stone. You ask them if they feel comfortable doing it, and they're like, yeah, it sounds great, you know. And, and you try to include them into it. Hey, do you have any ideas? Like, what do you think will make this better? And like, yeah, what if I did this, you know? And yeah, I'm not saying everybody works like that, but I always kind of like try to feel people out to see how much input they want to get, they yeah. want to put in. And if you include them in on it, mm-hmm. a lot of times they feel more invested and they'll give you a better performance. Yep, that makes sense. Um, and then another thing I know a big part of your career, you spent a lot of time with Allen Iverson, um, documenting Mm -hmm. him. Um, how did that kind of come about? And like, um, how long did you shoot him for? And like, what kind of images were you creating? Wow. God, that's, yeah, it seems like I got thrown into shooting him. Yeah. At the early, you know, cause just because they had at Reebok had an asset in me where they didn't have to pay me day rate. So like any chance they got to shoot Allen, they would send me because i was cheap (laughs) you know what i mean yeah um so it would be i shot everything from natural light yeah sorry um yeah so like i shot it natural light behind the scenes of tv commercials to fully stroke sets you know and it was all filmed for the most part 90 percent of it was filmed yep so you know, I just, it, we built a trust in each other. Like he respected me because I respected his time and I didn't kind of overshoot yep. with him. And um, we joked around a lot and I just, you know, it was just this really kind of a, it was a weird relationship, right? Because he's still thuggy, you know, Alan's still the way he is today. Yep. If he doesn't, if you're not friends with him, he could give a crap about you. You know what I mean? I'm still like kind of mm-hmm. a photographer from Reebok kind of guy. I'm not like his friend. He's not calling me to, yeah. you know, talk. You know what I mean? It was just more of I was a guy that he liked to have shoot him, and mm-hmm. we had a respect for each other. And um, mm-hmm. I put out that book because I had so many images of him, and I always wanted to do the book. And Reebok was just too cheap to do it. And yeah, I, you know, I felt like at the time of my career, I'd, I'd made enough money where I was like, you know, I'm going to do this book just for me, you know, yeah. and and for him, you know, because he mm-hmm. he was going in the Hall of Fame. So once I found out he was going in the Hall of Fame, I was like, okay, it's on. I got to do this. Do this. Book. Yeah. Um, and I did, and it was a it was a great a great experience to get it, to get it done. Yeah how how many years was that book like of images? Was that like how many years did you shoot that for the images that ended up in the book? It was probably eight years, seven to eight years worth of images. That's awesome. And then like it, when and then you... I tried to do the book before, and it you know fell through like two or three times. And yep. then finally, when I was on my own, I kind of just did it. You know, I just said you know I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, I guess from when you started shooting them, when you look at the images now, do you feel like the images towards the end are stronger than like when you first met them or is it? No, actually it's funny. Like you would think that, but I kind of look, it's weird. There's pictures in there. I'm like, yeah, that wasn't that great. I mean, yep. cause there's a lot of times where it was just me and I had to set up a backdrop and I had the lights. So I didn't know what half the time what I was doing yep. and I'd try to set up stuff. You know, I didn't know what I know now. Yep. And then, you know, honestly, some of the other digital stuff in the back of the book, yeah, it was cool, but it was like, I'm even in a different place now than I was then. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just feel like I have such a vast knowledge of lighting and mm-hmm. and just, you know, the way I would shoot stuff that I probably would approach things a lot differently. Because honestly, a lot of those images that went back and I, re, you know, I retreated, you know what I mean? Like, yep. some of the, I cleaned up a lot of different images or I actually looked for other images that I would have never have picked before. Like, it totally changed. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of went back and found images that I would have never selected mm-hmm. back in the day, which I I looked at now and I was like, how did I not pick that? You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's like the interesting thing about photography. I think most photographers <laughs> would feel that way about their work, even myself. I'll be like, like yeah. look at the work yeah. I shot five years ago. I'm like, oh, why did I do that? Like, I would never do that. Yeah. No. But it's just a, con yeah. a continual like progression, which is just, I think the fun thing about photography. It's kind of endless in yeah. what you can do with it. Um, like stuff that you love too, like things that I thought were so sick back then. I look at now and go, that's terrible. How did I even like think that was good? You know, like that's me to a T. I mean, that's honestly why I'm not covered in tattoos. Honestly, <laughs> like I would be literally covered in tattoos if it wasn't for the fact that I, I, I have to take breaks from things. Like I can't, I wouldn't be able to put a piece of ink or artwork on my arm or my or anywhere because I would be like, why did I do that? I would have put something yeah. else. You know, I, I, there's just too much variety of things that I like. Yep. Um, and I think that even look at my website, it's like, what, the, like how many photographers is this? It's like, you know, like, cause a lot of people say that, like, I look at your site and I feel like it's like six photographers. In one site. <laughs> yeah. But it, <laughs> like, it, it works. It's hard to do. Like not a lot of people can do that. Yeah, cause like, I mean, you shoot your sports yeah. and then like, I know you're obsessed with like Ray guns. Like that's a whole project. Oh, yeah. And then all I that, know. all that stuff. But I mean, this shows you, you have a lot of interest, which, uh, it's just, it's just fun for me. Yeah. It's good. That's like the main thing about photography is like, if you're not having fun with it, what's the point? <laughs> I would be doing the same thing if I was waiting tables at a restaurant. And I didn't have a job. You know I mean, photography is not a job. It's yeah. a lifestyle. And like, I just so happen to be lucky enough to get paid for it. Like yeah. it'd be the same thing if I was a surfer, you know, and like, dude, I was sponsored by all these companies and people pay me to surf. And it's just, it's the same exact thing. Like I'd still surf no matter what, like, but I'm, yeah. you know, but damn people paying me like, all right, let's do this. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's on. You have I think the hardest part yeah. for me now is the fact that I kind of, kind of like, you know, I, I've been doing it for so long. I got all the work I put out there. I feel like you just got to keep mm -hmm. wowing people or keep trying to do stuff, one up yourself or, you know, and that's hard to do. You're, like, yeah. you're just like, what am I going to do now? Like, have I come up with all my own ideas? Like hell, you know, yep. like I've got this crazy thing that I've never really showed anybody. I've been working on it literally for <laughs> eight years yeah. it's a graphic novel that i have that yeah. i've that i've shot like i've literally spent hundreds of thousands of dollars wow. on this thing and it's 16 chapters of this of images telling the story and like i've got a website built for it but i've never shown anybody because <laughs> i'm not completely finished with the with the story yet yeah but like anytime i give people a, a glimpse they're like what Damn. did i just look at you know it's like you know so, so that's my next big release is that thing. So that's, that that will be like a book you're looking to publish or something with that? I don't know yet if it's a book or I'm going to pitch it as a movie or a TV yeah. series, but it's called Nico. That's Damn. the name of it. Damn, I want to uh, I want to see this, Gary, man. People want to see it. You, gotta, you, to gotta, you, you have to come to the studio. <laughs> yeah, that's and right. Speak, man. <laughs> Definitely, man. Uh, now, 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 I'm, now I'm really interested. People are going to listen to this. They're going to want to see it now, man. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, hopefully I can get this thing out for everybody to see pretty soon. Yeah. Um, and this starting to wrap up, I guess, a few more questions. Um, I know like the last several years you've been doing a lot of directing and stuff. Um, is that something you have yeah. been looking to get into for a while? And like, how does it differ from photography? And like, what was the kind of learning curve there for kind of getting into that work? Wow. You know what? I, I wasn't really quite sure, man, to be perfectly honest with you. Like the directing thing, like I'm a photographer, right? I'm a visual guy. I like to be behind the camera, frame up the world and take some pictures. Like yeah. directing was completely different for me because like, to be able to, I don't want to sit behind a monitor, have somebody else frame up my shot, me tell them move over here, pan, low this way, tilt this way, <laughs> da, 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 da. you know, I just needed to be involved. So 
I'm kind of like uh, a DP director working guy who's shooting. So yeah. I'm always operating. You know, I know the cameras and lenses and I own a bunch of stuff and, yeah. you know, but it's, it's fun. It's fun. It really is fun. Um, it's fun because you're telling a story over time where I'm kind of I've always been forced to tell that story over a few pictures, if not one picture. And yeah. now it's like, I can let things breathe and tell a story over, over more time. Yeah. So I feel like there's very, there's a lot of similarities, but I feel like you have to trust more people and rely on more people within the motion world than you do with print. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a lot. And it takes longer because you know, you got to shoot it. It's a lot of pre-production and you got production and then you got to edit it. And then you got it on music and sound. That's just dude. It's insanely yeah. complicated. It moves a lot um, it moves a lot slower. It moves a lot slower, but it's equally as, you know, rewarding when you see it finished. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't, if I had to choose between the two, I don't know what I would choose. Yeah. Yeah. That's... You know, if I had to just stick with one thing, I don't know what it would be, but yeah, it might be photography yeah. more so because that... I just love it so much. It's just dear and dear to my heart. And, yeah. You know, I've been doing it for so long, but I do love directing. That's cool. Um, I think what I'm specializing mostly now is, 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 is doing the complete asset package where it's like, you know, mm -hmm. delivering a motion piece and, you know, cohesive print at the same time. Is that something you like doing? Um, cause I've done a lot of work with like some agencies and stuff where, yeah, I go do the still photographies on a set. Um, mm. um, and it's like, it's not, it feels different cause it's like they're shooting like the commercial and then you have to like, kind of like, you don't have as much time for the stills it seems like no you don't is that like is it a challenge for you and is it like something that um you feel like you've gotten good at or how do you feel about yeah it? i've got i don't think it's a challenge anymore because yeah. I've, I've kind of mastered how it works with yeah. all scheduling and stuff yep. yeah but like for instance i'm leaving on monday to go to california to shoot, shoot this commercial for vineyard vines yeah it's like print and motion yeah and um and I've kind of, you know, it, it's just one of those things where, you know, you get, you have to think about the shots and then, you know, okay, I haven't shot this. Okay, let's break out the camera and shoot yeah. and go mm -hmm. back to shooting, you know, picking up where you left off. But as long as it's, you know, built into your yep. schedule, it works out good now because I've been on the set of plenty of TV commercials having to shoot stills. And the yep. problem is you've got still crew, you got motion crew. And you've got a you know a, an AD who's running the set of the motion crew who really has no clue about what's going on with the print guy. Yeah. And then he just tries to find time for you to get in, but there's no cohesiveness to it. So it just feels like it's always battle. There's a battle. In yeah, the that's how. So. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's kind of how it's been for me. Like <laughs> I remember I was shooting like a com uh, they were shooting a commercial out in Vancouver, and I got hired to shoot the stills, and that's what it felt like. Like the video guys are, mm. are, are like, "Who the hell are you? They don't give a shit." <laughs> like so, it's always just, yeah, it's this interesting. It's true. <laughs> um it but, is true but you know it is what it is you know it's like yep. i mean it still pays good and you just oh, do yeah. it like you yeah, know that's just... you know the snow day thing that i shot with gronk and all that yep. that was all me shooting behind the scenes on a tv spot yeah that stuff and that shit good. was cool yeah man i got some good stuff out of that you know and i worked we worked our butts off to try to get in and around it and, yep. um but i mean yep. you just never know man every job is everything every day is different every, yep. you know treat every job like it's you know yeah. your favorite and uh <laughs> definitely man it's uh I, yeah the the challenge is this half the fun is this trying to like each job is a different challenge and it's trying to figure out how you're gonna get through that you know oh yeah um, oh yeah i guess with your directing like do you have any goals for that like stuff could you ever see yourself directing like a feature film or anything like yeah, that? yeah that's what i that's the ultimate goal is for me to do feature films yeah that's awesome man i'm working up to that right now that's what that's that would be the next big milestone in my life is to do a, a feature film i really want to 
want to do something like that. And, um, you know, that's what that was, you know, doing this graphic novel was the whole kind of like, you know, part of that process for me is to come up with this amazing, you know, story and then write a script and then, you know, all this directing knowledge. I've been getting camera knowledge, crew knowledge, and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm more and more, I'm getting ready to to make that big step, you know? That's awesome, man. Um, Um, Yeah, I guess, I guess this for my last question, this to wrap up, um, I guess for someone who's like done so much and accomplished a lot, um, what goals do you have for your photography or even like your directing, like I asked before, going forward? Is there like stuff you're looking to pursue for this year or down the line? What what uh, are you looking to do? Um, I'm looking to change up. I, I think I'm definitely looking to challenge myself with light. You know, I want to do some different stuff with light. Yep. Um, instead of it being subject matter so much, it would be light, like basically trying to create different light and, you know, um, and ways that I would have never done it before. You, you know, finding interesting ways to light scenes or subjects. I think that is, you know, you know, where a lot of people were focused on color, they're focused on other things, subject matter. I think it's more to me, like, oh, this will be the year of light for me, I think. That's cool, man. That's awesome. Well, uh, yeah. I just want to thank you. I appreciate uh, it, man. It's always yeah, good talking to you. Yeah, definitely. It's been a while, but I've uh, always followed your work. And uh, like I said, I had a good time working with you in the past when I first kind of got into photo assisting like 10 years ago. And um, Crazy, man. Yeah, definitely. It goes quick. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, yeah, thanks so much, Gary, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, I think people are really going to enjoy this podcast. Um, but I guess for people that are going to listen, like, where's the best way to see your, your work? Yeah, you can uh, check out my work at GaryLand.com or, you know, my Instagram is at GaryLand. Um, That would be the best place to check out, you know, what's going on in my world. Cool. Perfect, Gary. Well, uh, I guess we can just cut it there. uh, Thanks, brother. Appreciate it, Gary. I'll be in touch. (laughs) I appreciate it, man. uh, Take care. Thanks a lot, man. I'll talk to you soon. Later, Gary. there you have it that was the gary land interview i want to thank gary so much for coming on the show i really appreciate it gary's enthusiasm for photography is just really inspiring and i know i learned a lot talking to him i hope you guys enjoy listening and going forward i just want to let you know i'm going to be doing weekly podcasts here with different photographers and people that work in the photography industry Um, you can check us out on itunes soundcloud and as well as i'll be updating my website at alexgagnephoto.com as well as my Instagram at alexgagnephoto. Thanks so much for listening and take care.